Blog Talk Radio. Boxes, 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 boxes. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming to you live. On this beautiful day, the 20th of October, Central California, bright and early in the morning, man. Bright early in the a.m. Feels really good out here right now. Um, I'm enjoying the weather. Been up a little early in the day. Had to, uh, had to, uh, had a dog sit last night. <sighs> oh, girl. <clears throat> took a little family trip, so I was a homebody yet again. Ever since uh, Monday this week, I've, I've been home all week. I haven't done anything. I've not went out or none of that. Um, getting over my flu as we speak. Probably two days ago. Throat's still a little itchy. Um, in case any of you are wondering, but, <laughs> you know, um, Got a, got a few things to talk about today. I want to knock out an hour show with the guys today as we got football coming on. And my 49ers got to get ready to go 6-0, and hopefully. Not overlooking the professional organization ran by Dan Schneider in Washington. And, uh, you know, he, you know, <clears throat> to quote the good old Bill Belichick, they're a great team. They're a lot of professionals. We can't overlook anybody. And we got to go in with that mind state and handle business. Can't be listening to too much of what's going on in the media and things like that, or how much they want to, you know, start riding right now. But you know, hey, it is what it is. Um, so homebody last night was a homebody Friday night. All that good stuff. Got to see the better be a fight against Vosjek. Um, Tyson Fury being Tyson Fury on uh, first take and all that good stuff with Triple H and uh, Stephen A. Smith. All that good stuff. Javante Davis is also on topics today for announcing his fight with uh, Yoriorka Scamboa. Uh, a video that surfaced over the Twitter sphere that JP had sent us this morning about Tyson Fury and possible uh, possible deflated gloves against sparring partners. We'll get into that. And uh, got a little email I sent Willa that we could. Uh, end the show off with with the Patrick Day tribute, as we all know. Um it's been a rough it's been a rough uh been a rough last four months in boxing as we've had passions of um you know Boris Sanchal, Hugo, Santaline, both guys under twenty three years of age. Uh uh Maximum Dashavay, twenty eight years old. And the most recent, Patrick Day, 27 years old. Um, <clears throat> all in a three-month span. 
So, you know, it's been a rough year for boxing. Give his uh, send off the right way and all that good stuff. But, you know, like I said, right now it's <laughs> fucking beautiful, man. You can't ask for better weather. Uh, I just got done running on the track right now. I had to put my cleats on real quick, get, get, get the day started now that I'm starting to feel 100% back to myself. Um, also looking to get back on track, picking up a win last week in fantasy football, stretching my team to three and three. Funny as it sounds, division's been pretty bad, so I'm tied for second place while this little fucking stoner, Chelso, somehow at the top at five and one in first place. But if he loses today and I win today, that leaves me one game out of first place. Yeah, you could all kick you could kick old Uncle R C down. But he's gonna keep kicking out and getting back up, you know? So got a little pep in my step today and I know that the gentleman I'm gonna be going to next is definitely having a pep in his step. So let's take it into a man where pretty sure everybody that's waking up in the area of Houston's feeling really good about themselves today. So take it to my co host, uh, that I have been holding gold with for a very long time in the podcasting world. B. Willa Wilson, a.k.a. Willa the King, what's good in the hoods of Texas, my man? Oh, man, you know, just coming off a good night of uh, championship series baseball, you know, Altuve with the walk-off, little Tuve doing his thing, you know, getting us back to the World Series. You know, that's two times in three years. You know, you call us the big dogs out here when it comes to the Astros, man, so – you know, had a good night last night. Um, you know, the weekend was a little bare without any good boxing on uh, on Saturday, but we did get to start it off right on uh, on Friday with a pretty good fight, um, you know. And, you know, we got that sad news about Patrick Day, I think, that Wednesday after the show. I think it, it came out during the show yeah. um, on Wednesday, but then I, I, I caught it after the show, man. So, uh, you know, RIP to Patrick Day. Um, but other than that, man, yeah, just another good day out here in Texas, man. Um, you know, glad that we're able to get on here and talk this early morning, man. Well, it's not too early for me, early to you guys, you and JP out there on the on the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah, I've been up since 7, so um, got some good sleep last night, though, man. So it wasn't too bad at all. But, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing uh, for the start of game one, or whenever the series starts, <clears throat> I don't know if it'll start uh, on Wednesday. That might be a perfect time. Then we can hear your old, your old Astros tune song that we listened to the last time on the show when uh, when the Astros were in the World Series. But um, yeah, man, it's it's cool to get it, to get it started over here. And uh, we got JP on here with us. Uh, who's rocking with us right now? Yeah, JP. Okay, well let's take it to JP. See what's going down in Inglewood. He might have a little bit more sunshine over there than me right now. It's all clouds and and just very cool weather. I'm about to go. I'm about to get my hoodie on right now as we speak. But uh, JP, what's happening, my man? Um, I heard the uh, the new ESPN or the new Sports Center, as you call it, <clears throat> on the podcast uh, the other day. Um, I was checking it out while kicking it uh, at work and whatnot. Great show, man. Uh, uh, the host of the Relatively Black and Fat podcast, my man, JP. For anybody who hasn't um, heard about the podcast, needs to definitely look into it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And as soon as uh, you played the uh, the clip, I was going to ask you where you got it from, from the Stephen A. Smith 
a cowboy background taunting all the Cowboys fans. Oh, I copied that clip on my Snapchat. And uh, I played it as I, I copied it when I was playing uh, driving on Snapchat and sent it to a, a whole lot of my Cowboys fans. And, uh, yeah, they didn't they did take a good liking to it. But, nonetheless, great show, JP. How you doing today, my man? And all is well. A glorious day. Not a cloud in the sky. You can almost see straight to heaven from where I'm looking from. God has his vacation. You know, he has his lawn chair out today down here in uh, Southern Cali. Uh, but, man, you know, I'm, I'm here for the shit, shenanigans, and the smoke. Triple S, I've turned my, I'm, I call myself the smoke god here recently. I'm here for the smoke, the shit, and the shenanigans. So let the game begin. Uh, I was psyched. It was a great weekend. I mean, not a great weekend, but I, I think a, a high-level fight that meant a lot in a division, um, in one of the few divisions right now <clears throat> where um, it looks like we're going to be able to get a definitive champion, a guy who, who may be able to own all the belts. So I, 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 I enjoyed the weekend of boxing. And like I said, I'm ready to get to the shit shenanigans and all the smoke. Let's go. All right, let's get into it. Um, hey, you know, I got it right for the most part, right? I said it was going to be over in 10 rounds. I just, happened to accidentally pick the wrong dog in the fight. As we've seen, Alexander Voschek, he um, he looked good in a few parts of the early early going of the fight, but you could just tell that his punches were tat tat, and better be his punches were pow pow. Um, the, I mean, Archer. Um, um, Madov is what he looked like in that ring, man. Uh, just a, a very physical, strong dude. I mean, the way he looked was very impressive, man. Um, I felt bad for Glasgow in there because just looking at him during the fight, you could just tell there was a certain fear in the back of his head. He fought very cautious. Um, you could tell as when he tried to throw a three-punch combo and take a step outside to the left. Um, it seemed more so um, choreographed than anything. Uh, sometimes you see fighters who do it more naturally, and it looks it looks smooth and sweet. They land and they get out so effortlessly. Um, but what I seen from from Vazchek was he was doing it a little too quick, uh, almost in a in a in a, a sight of fear, like he was afraid of anything coming out and he just wanted to try to look good and almost psych himself out that <clears throat> he could, you know, somehow avenge his loss from 10 years ago and, you know, give him some new wrinkles that he, he probably wasn't expecting. The only problem was he was in there with a stone-cold killer. Even when he landed good shots on on uh, Better BF, who I'm going to call uh <clears throat> You see just a straight face. He looked like a fucking Terminator in there. Just, you know, kept going. No, no, no facial expression, no signs of weakness. Just, you know, he was like, you hit me, now I come forward to kill you. You know, he, there was no kind of, no kind of uh, look of distress or anything. Because he did take a couple shots. But when he did, <clears throat> nothing. No selling whatsoever, as they call in the wrestling world. But, um, yeah, man, I seen a guy, Vosik, I got worried because 
I think I scored a two two after four. Um, and then, you know, I was just like, well, I could, oh, this isn't looking too good, man. And next thing you know, it just started to get muddier and muddier and muddier for Vosjek. Um, you know, he had quit before that tenth round even started. And uh, you know, I put, I sent the guys in the group message. <clears throat> I said. If any fighter ever needed a Teddy Atlas speech, this is this is the moment for it. I hate the Teddy Atlas speeches. I'm not a big fan of Teddy Atlas. Um, me and Sugar Green back over at OTG used to be tag team partners when it came to this subject. You know, the whole at the time at OTG it was the we're firemen, we run through fire. Then he got Teddy, uh, and then he got Teddy got Tim Bradley's goofy ass. Oh, Uncle Tom Bradley taking photo shoots with fireman's gear on and shit. It got too far, man. It got too far, man. But in this one particular instance, I felt bad enough for Alexander Vasek going in there against the fucking Terminator, Archer Beatov, A.K.A. Archer Numagomedov. I felt bad, and I think he needed a speech. Somewhat that could make him feel like he could run through fire. He needed it after that ninth round. The end was near, um, and the referee did a very good job stopping that fight when he did. Um, when that fight was, when that fight was coming to an end in the tenth round, <clears throat> I said, "There's nothing that Vacek could do. If I'm the referee, I'm going to stop it real quick because I don't care if the fans are going to like it or not. But we just had another unfortunate death in boxing, so we needed the referee to step in there and save the guy from himself because Teddy Atlas obviously wasn't going to do it." But um, uh, all in all, a damn good fight. I enjoyed it. Um, be, uh, I don't want to undersell um, Numagomedov, Archer Beard, but, I mean, just a hell of a performance. Stone Cold killed it. The guy looks like he's going to be um, top of the class. I don't know if I see any of these guys that are going to be below him that could beat him. I don't think Kovalev could beat him. The, way, the guy I seen in there, I don't think that Kovalev could beat him. I don't think that Bivo could beat him. Maybe maybe if Bivo has the right protein shake, he could probably do some get a chance, maybe. Uh, you know, little Canelo, if he wants to hold on to a belt after beating Kovalev, no fucking way he beats him. So, uh, I don't know, man. Looks like this is a, a top of the class right here for some time. This guy hits very hard, has a good chin, and a good body for uh, defense, and I mean, this kid, this guy is something to be dealt with, and I don't know who's going to get in the ring and uh, and, and have any kind of success against Beatrice. So, better be. Um, but great fight. I, I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I really liked in the first round that we had uh, instant replay, dare I say, as the commissioner overruled the referee's official knockdown in the first round, which was, uh, you know, more of a push back of the head. It was, definitely wasn't a knockdown. I liked that. Um, I think maybe we could get some more of that going on where a commissioner could overrule a bullshit knockdown that kind of screws fighters over. But um, all in all, great fight, great night. I liked it. Uh, Tyson Fury over. You had a lot of a lot of guys out there for this fight. It was definitely the boxing fans uh, uh, fight that was on Friday night. Willa, what was your thoughts on this fight? Because, hey, I got it wrong picking Vazchek. But, I mean, hey, it happens. I enjoyed the fight. And um, looks like the light heavyweight division is going to be, you know, 
pretty tough for anybody trying to climb to the top. Yeah, most definitely, man. Excellent fight, man. It was, uh, you know, the undercard was a little uh, lackluster. Um, we saw old ass, uh, who was that, Castillo? Who do we see fight? Some yeah, old, I forgot Jose, who it was. It was Jose Castillo, yeah. He was in there yeah, with Castillo. Uh, I can't remember who he was in there with, but I know that uh, the guy he was in there with was like 26 years old, 24 years old maybe, something like that. Yeah, gave him a headbutt. His, some uh, bicep up or something. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, it was um, you know that was pretty lackluster and uh, and, J- and JP Texas with the ESPN stuff. Everybody was just getting knocked out. That was a whole bunch of four rounders. Those were lackluster. But the main event, you know, it was built up to what it's supposed to be. You know, uh, like you, I picked uh, Volsnik, um, but but you know, I was I was more I I, I knew it was a 50, it was more of a fifty fifty fight to me. Um, I knew that better be it was coming strong. Um, and that he was going to attack the whole time, uh, and that's exactly what he did. Volston uh, looked real good the first, you know, first couple of rounds. Um, then, you know, after about after at the sixth round, I had it. I think I had it tied. It was a pretty close fight. Both guys were really, you know, they were standing in toe to toe. They were boxing. Volston uh, was boxing. Um, um, Better Beef was eating his shots. Better Beef was getting off some shots, but it seemed like Volston was handling them at first. And then Better Beef started working the body, and then it seemed like Volsis got real flimsy in there. Um, Better Beef was eating shots, man. Uh, you know, we said that people were questioning his chin, said that, you know, he, he he does, he has got dropped a couple of times. But I did notice that he had that Marquez back knee out there. You know, if you take a close look at the guy's back, you know, it looked like a, a preview of uh, 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 what is a puberty, a teenager in puberty's face, you know, look real bad. You're a dermatologist. Hey, I'm just saying. You're a dermatologist saying, now. You never know. When a guy's eating shot, you know, Volsius isn't just, you know, he's he's knocking boys out too. It's not like he's feather-fisted out here. He's got punching power, but it wasn't seeming to phase uh, better beef at all. And I'm not saying that is what it is. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm not sure. But he was eating those punches. And he just kept on going. I think in the ninth round, he caught him with a body shot. Uh, I texted you guys and said, "Hey, this is this isn't uh this isn't gonna last too much longer." And both is it looked like he just sort of quit in there. It's it's not like you know, um, uh, R.P. to Patrick Day, like he was about to get like slept or knocked out in there. It didn't look like it. Just looked like the pressure was too much, and he was taking knees. You know, he didn't get dropped one time. He took a knee three times in a row. You know, he was in there quitting. He couldn't take the pressure. Um, Better Beef was in there on his ass the whole time. And I knew there was a possibility, you know, uh, pressure uh, bust pipes. And we've seen that, uh, like I said, with the Dervinchenko. We saw that with the uh, uh, Dervinchenko Triple G. We saw that with uh, the Spit versus Porter. And uh, definitely we saw it with the uh, Better Beef Volstead. Great fight for Better Beef. I'm not sure, you know, if anybody can handle them. Like you said, if we're if we're doing no testing, Bevo comes out there. Bevo has boxing skills also. He's a boxer puncher, but I don't even think he punches as hard as Volstick. Uh, uh, so I think that might be a good fight. He might be able to last a little longer and not get tired because I think Volstick got tired in there. Um, he was getting hit, but he just couldn't take the pressure. He got It looked like he got tired. Teddy Atlas saw it. 
you know, had to give him that speech, told him this is the time to win, that he just – he needs to – I forgot what he was saying. He needs to think about it or, you know, bring it back. You got it. But he couldn't do it, man. Uh, Bulk is pretty good, but he couldn't handle it, man. Better Beeb is a beast in there. He's one of these uh, Russian bear wrestling guys like uh, like the guy from the UFC. And, you know, he looked good, man. It was a good fight while it lasted. Uh, I wouldn't say fight of the year type of caliber, but they were in there fighting. I don't even think we got any blood. Wasn't any even any blood in there, I don't think. So this guy's uh, out there battling for the unification. And we've got, uh, you know, the top dog in the in the in the division right now is better be for sure. Um, there's no, you know, no denying that. Um, for the while, yeah. for the longest we've been hearing, we've been hearing about this guy back in the uh, OTG days. We were hearing about Better Beef and how uh, Kobalev, you know, people were talking about Kobalev, but when you see this guy Better Beef, he's on a, a different level. And he might be because he's knocking out the top guys out here. So we'll see exactly what his future holds. I think he's, uh, I think he's like 32, 33 years old. So, it's not bad. It's not bad. I thought he was younger than that. That's not too bad. Let's not let Nino off the hook. Neither. Speaking of OTG, Nino also picked Bacek to win this fight. Just the FYI. Yeah, I mean, I did too, but I wasn't. You know, you said there was a. You know, there was no way he was gonna. He was gonna lose. I I knew there could be a way. So you know, I'll take this L. It's not too many times I call a fight wrong, but uh, you know. It just is what it is on this time. But, yeah, it was a hell of a fight while it lasted. Good way to start off the weekend. Uh, all right. Well, well, let's take it to JP because he had an interesting take that he brought that on um, uh, about the uh, fear of a certain fighter that I kind of – that I was talking about seeing in the fight of the guy who previously knocked him out. I, I liked what JP says. So let's take it to JP about this fight and see, see what he thought about it. JP, this fight that happened Friday, I mean, it was good. Uh, it was good. I, I wouldn't necessarily say great, but it looks like there's going to be a big problem for anybody in the light heavyweight division trying to get some straps. What was your thoughts on the fight, my man? Yeah, I pretty much nailed this one uh, 100%. I was in a, a few uh, email um, text threads with you guys and then another group of friends and another thread. And all of you guys, time, <clears throat> y'all all picked both six. All my other buddies and my other threads, everybody picked both six. And I was the only dude in both threads who said, better be of by stoppage. Um, reason being, man. Well, Janelle first, said better be, it, too. Oh, did he? Okay. Okay. Kudos yeah. to Janelle. Uh, but before I get the burning on that, let me just talk about quickly how egregious the preliminary undercard was for this top rank um, card. I mean, dude. We've seen, like you guys touched on, recent deaths in the sport. And with these recent deaths, the dudes that went, the max dudes that went with the the bleeding head or whatever, the, the internal bleeding of, of the brain, really heightened my senses and my sensitivity to the fighters and the damage they take, man. And it, it's in contrast to football, and football has gone through all these lengths with the helmet to secure the brain and the, 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 the trauma to the brain, boxers have none of that. Mm-hmm. And they're being punched in the fucking head. And we're not even counting what happens in sparring. And so I've become really sensitive to the shit. And, dude, like, somebody's going to get hurt on these top-ranked undercards. The, the, 
the disparity, the margin in talent is just too much. I understand you're trying to showcase your fighters, and it's kind of like pit bull fighting in a sense where you, you, you give your, your pit that, that has some pedigree, you give them some kind of wimpy-ass dog to beat up on and gain confidence on. And that's exactly what's happening, dude. You can't tell me. I don't know if you guys seen it, but the last, uh, the last fight going into the main card that was televised on TV, it was some buff-ass black dude that came in. And, dude, he was buff, sure. And this kind of goes into what I always say. You just find a black dude. But he could not fight, and you cannot tell me that guy was a professional. He was not a professional fighter, man. And um, I'm just worried about the safety of the fighters. They are throwing literally like scrubs in here with high-caliber dudes, man. And um, I'm worried about that. Let me see where um, – yeah, but here's a on to the fight. Uh, you touched on Teddy Atlas. Let, let me start with Teddy Atlas. I once heard Teddy Atlas say Mike Tyson, in his estimation, is 0-5. And you, as you know, Teddy was the, the hands-on guy with Mike. Customato was like the, the overseer of the training. But Teddy was the actual guy in the ring with Mike. And he, and he might, and if you go and you look up any commentary about Teddy and Mike, they, they ended on a really bad note where Teddy had to draw down on him with a gun because Mike did some crazy shit with his daughter or some young lady. But it ended badly. But Teddy has gone out for these, these past couple decades and had a lot to say about Mike, but it's all about the psychology. And that's where my pick came from in this fight, fight psychology. Uh, Teddy said Mike is 0-5. Basically, Teddy said Mike lost to everybody who wasn't afraid of him. Every single dude Mike fought, he lost to that wasn't afraid. Now, that's pure fight psychology. Now, if you go into the ring with Teddy, Teddy was speaking to that man's soul, to Gavosik's soul. Teddy reassures Gavosik that 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 fall was turned over. Don't worry about it. It, it, you did not, it wasn't a knockdown. Then he started talking about, you know, you, you, you're letting yourself flail. He didn't say you're flailing or you're losing it. He said you're letting yourself. That speaks to a person's mentality. And so now fast forward to my pick here. Dude, it's simple. If you and I now, both sick and better be us, came through the same program. So they know who's the boss. They know who was the man back then. And this is little brother and big brother when you have that relationship. And Andre Ward kept pointing it out in the ring. Even when Bovosik was having good moments, he said, you know, for lack of a better word, he's like, this is little homie versus big homie, or this is little bro versus big bro. And, you know, little bro one day grows up and he gets fed up. He's we ain't kids anymore. We ain't kids no more. And little bro wants to fight. And, you know, and a lot of times, sometimes little bro is able to show big bro. But sometimes Big Bro is just that dog. And um, the, 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 the thing that's so hard to overcome here, and this is where I separate, where I'm able to, at least in my estimation, able to tell if dude's really been in fights or not, or if he at least really put on them gloves or not. Because the, one of the hardest things to overcome in a fight, especially when you know this dude, like these two dudes know each other, is I can – this guy hits me, and it hurts really bad, but I can't hurt him. I can hit him, but I can't hurt him, and we both know that. But when he hits me, it hurts a lot, and we both know that. 
and that's where you see RC touched on uh stick looking afraid, stick looking hurried. Nothing hurries you more than a person who punches way harder than you. It, it, it heightens your adrenaline. It heightens your senses. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people cannot remain under composure and think well with all those heightened things firing off because you know this man is, can hurt you. And then Willa said, he didn't get knocked out. Bostick didn't go in here and die on his sword. He fucking tapped out, in a sense, because he took three knees. He did not want to go unconscious. You know, when, when, the, when the woods were getting woody, Bostick took him a knee before he fucking became unconscious. And that's what happened, and that's what my fight was, my, my pick is based upon. Simply, we know each other. Um, you know who I am. We used to do this all the time back in the day. So a lot of times, guys, that don't change. And then the biggest part is when I hit you and it hurts you and you hit me and it doesn't, and we both know that, oh, baby, you got to move. You got to shake. And that's the same rule I've been applying to to Fury Wilder. People say Fury outclassed Wilder Uh by a wide margin by a wild margin in that fight. I say, dude, Fury ain't came back for that money because he knows all I can do is outmaneuver this man. But when he touches me, I almost go unconscious. And I don't give a fuck, and that's why you've been hearing me saying, look, I ain't never felt like I won a fight where a dude dropped me twice and I ain't never dropped him. I don't give a fuck what a scorecard say, the fight psychology between them two men... (laughs) Is one thing or that's aside from a point system. The, the thing that happens between the two men, like you hit me really hard. Like y'all ever been hit hard? Man, that shit like, okay, I don't want that no more. I have to, and you're, you spend the, the rest of that fight trying not to get hit hard no more. Plus the offense I'm putting out, I don't want to get hit like that no more. And so that's, fight psychology, and that's something I don't think a lot of people um, weigh heavily. And that's the reason why I, I picked Better Beef here. So the, the technicalities of the fight, <clears throat> yes, Gavostik is the better boxer. Uh, that's clear to see. But Better Beef just, is just like he knew, like, dog, you know who I am, baby. You can run around, but you know I'm going to get you. You know, you seen you seen Better Beef kind of bouncing around, and I, I'm usually cringing at everything Mark Kriegel says. But Kriegel said, "Watch out for uh, Better Beef's jab in this fight," and we've seen that. We've seen Better Beef be able to have a jab, even though uh, Better Beef is a short arm type of guy. He's able to work the jab here and there. Also, that that lead right stab, that lead right stab to the stomach of both that Better Beef was doing was just taking the life out of him. You could tell, and, and that's something that I believe goes back into their amateur days together. You know, when you're in the same program and y'all doing all them sit-ups together, y'all know what's the weakness. Oh, he don't like it. To, oh, I see you got hurt with it. They probably joked about it 15 years ago back then, that both of them don't like it to the body. So you see him better be up, come in, and deliberately go to his body. <clears throat> and so I think everything that played out in the ring, was the same things that used to play out when they were in those gyms 15, 20 years ago, whatever it be. Uh, but uh, Better Bees, man, a composed pressure. He never got ahead of himself. Now, if, if Better Bees had a win out there and shot his load early, he could have lost that fight. He could have lost that fight if he had been over-aggressive. 
or got outside of him, himself. He lost some rounds, and a lot of people had Bolshevik up on the cards going into that 10th round. You know, so better be has to remain composed and just chop him down slowly, break him down, and it seemed he knew that he would do it, and he was in that pocket. One thing I really like is that, you know, it's rare. We see a lot of pressure fighters. Let's go back to, like, Kravatnikov. But he never had any uh, calculation with the pressure. It was just, I'm going to pressure the hell out of you all I can. I believe Better Bees is far more tactical and calculated and have and have some um, rhyme and reason to it. So the only guy I can see beating Better Bees is Andre Ward at that, at that weight level. We see Ward is still training. He's still in shape. We see it all the time. I don't know what he's training for, but, he, but it looks like he's 200 pounds. He's kind of ripped up and stuff. Um, but like I said, yeah, maybe so. But I am psyched for the career of Better Bees. We've been hearing about this man for the longest, and he's finally arrived. So I, I like yep. what he's doing. He looks to have some, uh, like, uncommon training regimens. If you check out some of his training, he's doing shit that people ain't normally doing. He's doing a lot of shit to uh, strengthen his wrist and things like that. So you got to check out some of that stuff. Excited for him. And um, welcome to the big stage, Arthur Betterbeer. <clears throat> yes, sir. Very well put, man. And it's not always – a story of redemption when it comes to someone beating you before and trying to get that get back. For those who watched the movie Uncle Drew, y'all remember Dax was so scared to play basketball after that white boy blocked his shit, and it just haunted him forever. Had a happy ending at the end of the at the end of the movie, but uh, you know the white boy was poking him all day, rocking his shine, taking his woman, all that shit, and <laughs> you know. Just felt like Alexander Vacek was Dax the whole time in that fight, but uh, very well put hey, by JP. Let me let me say one thing, RC. And I challenged my yeah. buddies in the other thread, and this is the fight psychology of it all. And one of my dudes pulled it out of his ass. And there there are instances, and you guys may be able to do it. I said, give me two fighters that got KO'd and came back to beat the guy, because that's the the psychology. Like this dude that knocked me the fuck out. You know, and then you come back to Sergey Kovalev against Elder Alvarez. That's one for sure. Um, I, yeah. I believe Al- Alvarez just took took the money and took the dive, man. Personally, because he he that shows the crap a lot. Out of, it shows Kovalev. a lot of character. Yeah, it shows a lot about a character of a fighter to come back and win after getting knocked the fuck out, like the way Kovalev did. Now, whether he took the money or not, that's neither here nor there. But it does speak volumes yeah. to a man's character, like you're mentioning. Them getting knocked out and coming back to pick up that dub on the get on on, a, on some get back. Yep, that's it, man. My boy came up with freaking Rockman Lewis and Max Schmeling versus the <laughs> fucking uh, Joe Lewis. I was like, boy, you 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 really dug deep in the bag. He went deep. Fucking there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, he dug he deep. in his bag for that one. <laughs> I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's hard to think of another one, man. Uh, I mean. Uh, I have, I can't think of another one off the top of my head. The only one that popped in mind in recent memory was Sergey Kovalev, just because how vicious of a knockout it was. It just kind of has recent memory sticking, you know. But um, that's a good question, man. I'm sure if Seattle Simon was here, he'd be chomping at the bit. But uh, well, Janelle says he's got one for us, so you know he jumped on the line with us and and, and has been chomping at the bit. So let's take it to New York. 
and see what's going down with my guy. I hope, uh, eh, well, Janelle don't strike me as much as a baseball fan, but, you know, I hope uh, you're doing all right today because a lot of Yankee fans and people I know from NY, NY is really hurting after that that shot that the little midget from Houston put on the Yankees last night. What's good, Jay? What's good, Janelle? How you doing, man? Janelle, 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 what's good, man? Talk to me, talk to me. I'm trying to get you on. You've been chomping us a bit through this 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 group message, and uh, I know you've got a whole lot to say. So pump the chest out, Janelle. Speak your mind. Go ahead. Tell, me, tell us what's on your mind, bro. Yo, hello. 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 Well, good. What's good, man? How you doing? Well he, was, well, he was asking the question as far as in recent years, the guy who had knocked down twice and came back and won a fight on the scorecard, he was saying? Was that the question? No. Knocked, someone someone who who got knocked out and then came back in the next fight against him and won after getting knocked out by that same fighter. Oh, oh, okay, the next fight. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lewis Rockman, uh, of course. Uh, there was a – I'm trying to th- – damn, I'm trying to think about it. Look, I thought he said that getting knocked down twice and still win the fight. That's what he always says usually. Um, damn. Being That's a, tough well, one. Well, Lewis I, McCall. Oh, uh, Lewis McCall. <laughs> uh, both of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can more in recent years. I can't, get him off the, I can't get him off the head they're right now, there. but there's some more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, uh, you know, Manny Pacquiao wanted to get on this list so bad, but one man, one Marquez said, "Nah, I'm cool." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's real. That's real. That's real. Hey, Marquez did get jerked in a few of them fights, though. The earlier fights, man. <laughs> yeah, we so could we like... could add Pacquiao to this list if Marquez wanted to get on it. But Janelle, I'm gonna let you talk your shit because you also pick Archer B- uh, Better Beef to win this fight that happened on Friday. So, what was your thoughts on the I fight? Of course, I did. Of course, I did. I'm always on point with my ears. I'm always on point with my You and JP, man. You and JP are the ones who had it right. So you guys go ahead and get your gloat, man. Gloat, I mean, man. But I ain't Simon, you know. man. You don't got, I'm not Simon, so you don't got to feed me a biscuit or anything. I mean, it is what it is. I called it right. <laughs> I ain't going to pat myself on the back. Like I, I got you. I got you. I mean, Simon yeah, be patting himself on the back. Like, like I'm like, God damn, bro. Come on, chill. <laughs> He'd be like, I mean, but yeah, Benavidez. I mean, Benavidez, though, man, he still is kind of, I mean, He's be. extremely strong. Extremely strong. Better he be. seems he's very Russia, durable. Russia's not Mexican. Huh? <laughs> better be, not Benavidez. That's yeah, not what Benavidez. I said. No, yeah, you said well, Benavidez. I know he's it's better be. I know he's Russian. I know he's Russian. Yeah, I'm well, you know like, what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, you said Benavidez. I mean, you can so. be beat by a finesse fighter can beat him. I mean, I mean, I, I mean. At times he is pretty robotic, you know. You know I mean, can be beat by finesse, but you're not. But don't stay in the pocket too long because you're getting knocked out. I mean, the guy is fucking. I mean, he has freakish power at light heavyweight, and uh, it will take a real slickster to beat him. I mean, a guy like Andre Word if he comes back, but I don't think Word would risk his legacy at this point in his career because he know that he lost a step. I don't think. I think he still beats him. Don't get me wrong, but it's like. I don't think he'll tarnish his own legacy because if you saw him on the on Joe Rogan, a uh, uh, Rogan podcast, the way he was talking, how he wakes up and then he he started feeling the cook clacks in his knees and his shoulders, and that's when he realized, great, okay, it's time to be over. Great, great show, by the way. Yeah, yeah, about like how it's time for him to hang it up, 
And that's some real shit, man. That's what you know, that's what fighters gotta fucking be around for. Uh, 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 pay attention to. I mean, you wake up and you hear those quick clacks in your knees and your shoulders. It's like, yo, it's time, man. It's time. And word, let's face it, word is not the same fighter he once was. Although I think he still is. I think he still beats anybody at light heavyweight. Yeah, I mean, he easily beats Kovalev again. He easily beats uh, uh Canelo. I know he's talking about. I was trying to build up a fight between him and Word. If uh, uh, should Canelo beat Kovalev, um, which would be, I think that would be the only fight uh, Word would be up for. And that's probably why he is getting in shape, actually. Because it is a big money yeah. grab. And, yeah, and Word never really was on he ain't the big stage. Nobody else. He, he, exactly. And Word never really was on the big stage before in his career. I mean, he had a fight with Kovalev, but it wasn't a pay per view fight. It wasn't like, okay, this is the big fight that the whole boxing world is going to be watching Andre well, Bird. The, well, the first well, the first one felt like that. The first one felt like that to me. It felt like fucking Batman <laughs> versus Superman. <laughs> it won't be on the same. Well, Kovalev never really was a crossover star, really. Even though he has a country behind him, but he's not. And his countryman, I mean, he's not like yeah, a national Yeah, but real hero. boxing fans know. Yeah, he was, it wasn't like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it wasn't for the but casual, like, for sure, yeah. Uh, Canelo is, like a, is a national hero in Mexico. He's a national hero. I'm mean, someone's arguing that he's the greatest. Oh, I don't know about all, all that. Well, some are already arguing that he's probably the greatest Mexican fighter of all time. Of all time, if he beats Kovalev, I mean that. Just, I mean he's. Yeah, I mean he's crazy. Uh, oh no! Shout out to all the people in Mexico who are going through it right now. <laughs> I'm not saying that he is. I'm just saying that's what people are saying. And, I mean, even Max Kelman was stating on his show that if he beats Kovalev. It'll be some serious argument that he's the greatest Mexican fighter of all time, because uh, of his level of competition. <laughs> and true story, uh, Chavez uh, Senior didn't really. I mean, yeah, he beat Medrick Keller in a very controversial stoppage, but as far as great fighter, how many great fighters did he really beat that were like on the top of their mountain? That say Sweet Pea easily schooled him. Uh, easily schooled him. De La Hoya schooled him. I mean. I and mean, when he stepped up to the big stage, man, he never really beat an elite, elite, top-level fighter. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess you could I mean, call it that. But if, I guess you could call it that. But when you go second-level uh, breakdowns of Canelo's wins, you know, like Demetrius Andre said, these are guys that are on the way out. He never got these guys true, when they true. were, you know. So, it's, But it's, it's, it's up for debate, you know. But back to Andre Word, I think that he will probably will come back for only a Canelo fight, just because of that reason. Because I mean, I mean, he should make probably probably at least ten million for fighting a Canelo probably. And the way the zone, uh, the zone is paying money out, you know, I mean, he, I mean, he might make some serious fucking even even more than that. And Canelo might get a thirty million dollar payday for that fight. So it's like, you know, I mean, I think Word, I think Word will be amped up for that fight. But I don't see him coming back of fighting anybody. Like, you know what I'm saying? Word is just not the same fight he once was, man. He, I mean, he said himself he wake up feeling those on hand click clack. Even his wife heard the click clack when he woke up and got out of bed. I mean, that just tells you, man. I mean, you got to fucking hang it up. But for Andre big Ward is a very good salesman. I'll give him that. He's a very good salesman. After I listened to the re- podcast with him and Joe Rogan, I said, you know what? I have a lot more respect for Andre Ward. But. I've always he's had respect for him. He's, he's, I always had respect I've, for him, but, I mean, he's he's a fucking, you know, if he ever got into the car selling business, he's goddamn, analyst. he'd make he's a killing. He's very, he's very good with his work. And, and I, I respect and, the hell out of the him. ring, man. He dissects things in life in and out of the ring. I mean, he's an and analyst. Now, you he's know what? 
when that when that when that show came out, I posted it on my social media account, and little did I know, to a surprise for me, like thirty minutes later, Andre Ward sent me a DM and said, "Good looking, bro," with a little muscle emoji because I had tagged him on the shit with Joe Rogan. So I said, "Ah, oh, yeah, Andre Ward, you good man, you a good man in my book." So he cool with me now. Yeah, but I mean, like I was saying, I mean, it'll take a flickster to beat him, Arthur. It'll take a flickster. The only one that that is is Demetri Bivol. So if they can, if they can I get mean, that fight, that I, I mean, Canelo hey, has good head movement, shit. but I don't think he'll take a chance on fighting this guy. No, definitely I think not. It, Fuck no. I don't think he'll take the chance. I don't think he'll take the chance because he. You know, Kovalev is basically. Kovalev is not a, a the fighter. He, Oh, he once was, and of course he knows to go to uh, Kovalev's body, and uh, Canelo has a chance on um, beating Kovalev. But uh, Benavidez, I mean, I I doubt Worry take a chance against never a serious threat at light heavyweight. But the fight I want to see is uh is Arthur this guy fight um uh, uh, how you pronounce his name uh Bivol how you pronounce his name? Those, that's those what I'm talking about. Dimitri, that's what I'm talking about. Dimitri Bivol, he's another Russian. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see how that works out. But I mean, um, all in all, fight. man, it definitely would be. It would be. It would be a very interesting fight. I like the, I like the styles of that fight. If Dimitri Bivol could, uh, you know, not run away when it comes from drug testing and all that, then everything will be all good. But um, let's uh, let's move it around, especially since uh, I'm gonna um, change the subject a little bit. But it has to do with the word I just said involved with drug testing because that goes with the lines of cheating, right? JP, I'm going to start off with you because you're the one who sent this to us this morning. Um, what was the gentleman's name? Let me go to it right now. Um, well, it was a post from uh, on Twitter at the Concrete Jungle. Uh, <clears throat> quote, uh, this is a tweet that JP had sent us, and I quote, Tyson Fury's sparring partner, Nicholas Asbury claims Fury removes padding from his gloves to hurt sparring partners. Shows Tyson alleged non-padded gloves. Hashtag boxing. And he's going through the looks like a fucking grocery bag of uh, Tyson Fury's gear where it has very soft um, very soft gloves and then the gloves that uh, the gloves that uh, Asbury is accused uh, uh, Accusations. This is all on accusations. Let's see it from here. But the glove that he was given is very padded, opposed to uh, the gloves that Tyson Fury is using in, in uh, sparring. Now, JP, I'll start off with you. We'll go to Willard and Janelle about this one. Uh, you know, uh, I think that I can't remember exactly what fucking uh, documentary it was. Where uh, it was about a, a, a white fighter who had died back in the day. But if you look up Panama Lewis, the, the the trainer who's banned from boxing right now, there's a very good documentary where he had removed the padding from the gloves of his fighter, um, a down and out fighter, who uh, you know was in the shit. Basically, he was like uh, uh, he was like a uh, fucking the the magnitude of it would be like. Um, uh, Louis Colazzo beating Earl Spence Jr. right now, you know, it would be that kind of an effect back in the day. But he, you know, he he put uh, some speed in his water, and he took out the padding from the gloves, and he really fucked up this fighter, and he ended up dying. And it's a it's a great documentary. You guys should look it up if you haven't seen it before. But this is what it reminded me of, JP. 
the uh, padded gloves and, you know, for shits and giggles in the group I, I had sent to the guys. That scrub needs to deal with it. The Gypsy King accommodates no man. But, you know, since we're on the professional level right now and I got my suit and tie hosting the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, now I'm looking at it and I have a different perspective. But I'm going to start off with DJP and see what you think about this tweet that you had sent us. Uh, you know, man, I, I don't like it. It's pretty fucked up. Um, and it kind of leans into the guy that I think Tyson Fury is. <clears throat> Do I think he's uh, mildly entertaining? Yes. But do I think he's a fucking ham who will be with all the bullshits and shenanigans to get that money? Absolutely. Um, we've seen Tyson Fury uh, be willing to take the fucking depression and anxiety road. We all know there's money there and sympathy and empathy all into that. So he, he takes that. He'll, he'll do just about anything to sell himself. He'll go look goofy at the WWE. He'll go look, you know, and I know Mayweather did it, this, that, the other. But just because Mayweather did something don't mean you should do it. You know what I mean? So, I, I, and I think... It, it, yeah, it, but Floyd was before, semi-retired, too. He was semi-retired. Right, right. And so we know he has the checkered pass with PED. Um, and, and, and here's the thing, that you know it has to be kind of egregious. Because this guy is a sparring partner. This is where the guy makes his money. So for him to come out and publicize this, you know he's losing his, his money, like he's gone, and he may never be able to, but this may get him out the fucking business. You know, who, who's going to get this guy and he's going through your, your fucking equipment behind your back and putting it on social media? He's risking his career, but that's how egregious it, it, it is and what that guy's going through over there. Because you can hear the passion in his voice like, man, you know what the fuck I did? This is bullshit. You know, what this guy's doing to us in training. Now, why would you do that in training, in sparring? In sparring? So what would you do in a real fucking fight? You know what I mean? So uh -oh. <laughs> it, it, it lends himself into all the bullshit. This guy, to me, is a nasty dude, man. Uh, I, I like him. I think he's an all right guy. But I think he will do anything. He's a businessman, a salesman, all that shit, and he do it all for the dollar. Now, for him to be doing that in sparring, that's not for the dollar. That's not for the dollar. That's just, I don't, the, the, now the psychology of, uh, like, uh, alter, altering your fucking sparring equipment against sparring partners, I don't know what that's about. Now, Janelle, you a fighter, from what I understand. Maybe you can speak to that more, player. But to be altering your equipment to hurt your sparring partners more, maybe Tyson gets his ass kicked in sparring because all that cute shit just don't wow. Ain't no judges to wow. So now it's about hurting somebody, which he doesn't do, and all I've been saying forever. So all that cute shit and all that shit, it don't do nothing in sparring, guys. It's not wowing nobody. There's no Joe Tessator to tell us how brilliant that little move is, that putting shit behind your back. None of that gets points in sparring. So what you got to do in sparring is hurt the other guy and stop him from coming forward talking shit to you because he's there to talk shit to you, to push you. And Tyson ain't hurting these dudes in sparring is what this boils down to. That's, I'm done, R.C. Yeah. yeah, you know, the thing, I, the thing I, I see about it is I think that, to me, 
it looks like how do we know that's for sure Tyson Fury's gear? That looks like some rinkety ass gloves and rinkety ass like just trash. Like how do we know that Tyson Fury is using that shit? To me, the Gypsy King is using something with some gold, some nice gloves. He's got a hundred million dollar contract. Why the fuck would he be using that cheap ass boxing gloves and equipment that looked like was on video? The, the the guy is risking his career for nothing then, and you know that don't make no sense. Because of that, course no, no, he's not no, he gonna come. Be, he could just he could just be misinformed, JP. He could just probably think he could probably you know reach in the wrong basket or something like that. I, I'm just saying no, I don't think on. Tyson Fury is using these cheap ass fucking gloves that the guy's looking at. Bro, the gloves that he was going at looks like some shit that guys at the gym I go to. Dog, they're in the gym, RC. They in the gym. They know where the shit at. They know where the gear is. They're in a fucking rinky dink spar of a regular little gym where they go every day. And sweat for hours. They know where the stuff is, and they know who's who. Yeah, but stuff yeah, is. yeah. But I'm saying, uh, but I'm saying, though, Tyson Fury, he he's not in the title box, or he's in the title boxing gyms now. Shout out to Eric Kelly. He ain't in those rinkety ass gyms he was used to be in. You know, the man's just coming off a hundred million dollar contract. I I just unless here's what they got to do. They got to show me sparring footage of Tyson Fury with those exact same gloves. And I gotta see it to believe it. I, I I'm not buying it. I think that look, I'm not saying that the the gentleman who posted it is lying. I just think that hey, maybe he he reached in the wrong bag. You know, sometimes you know, sometimes you know, ORC he he made some wrong accusations and thought that he was so right and was so wrong. And this could be a case of that. I I, I just don't think that. Why would Tyson Fury need to do that? You know, it's it's not like he's a knockout puncher, so he's trying to knock guys out and sparring. It just doesn't make sense to me. Well, you have to, like I said, you have to say the guy is risking his career basically and not being sure because he may never work in the business again. So that's, I don't, you know, that's that. And I would assume I'm, Keith Thurman trains in a shithole of a gym and he's a multimillionaire. So I don't know if that is always true, but. Yeah, but he also drives a fucking, he also drives a fucking 1990 Honda Civic and shit. You know, Keith Thurman's a weird guy. We can't bring him into this equation. Because when we see Tyson Fury, like we seen him Friday night on ESPN, we seen him on first take, uh, I believe on <laughs> Friday morning. The man's bougie. The man's very bougie. He's bringing sexy back, like he says. I just don't see Tyson Fury rocking no cheap ass shit like that. Regardless, I gotta see it, man. I gotta see some of his work with his with, with his uh, 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 any kind of training to see it. I'm, I got those fucking gloves pinpoint memory from now that tweet you sent me. So uh, I'm gonna be looking for it, and if I do find it. Hey, I'll, I'll hold it, I, and and I'll definitely hold Tyson Fury on a different level of accountability. But for like my just first take on it, you, you you shot this to us like an hour ago, maybe something like that. I just don't see why he would do that, and it doesn't make sense. And and I, I'm not like the rest of the country here in the United States, where it's uh, uh, guilty until proven innocent. I believe in innocence until proven guilty. But anyways, you know what? We got time on us with this right now. Um, we'll, we'll, um, we'll take it to the Pacific Northwest and see what's good with my man. And uh, if he's got any comments on this this certain subject, I don't know if he's seen it. Um, fuck, it's raining right now in Washington. Old Jimmy G getting wet. But um, damn. All right. But um, yeah, we'll go to Simon and see what he's got to say about either this subject or 
the fight that was on ESPN with Better BF and Alexander Vacek and uh, see what's going on. Hey, yo, Simon. Your team five and one, right below my team five and zero. Oh, we about to go six and zero. Oh. Um, you know, it's a good day right now. I don't know if you guys got a morning game or not, but you know, I'm gonna be doing this podcast, multitasking, uh, watching a little bit of this game. Uh, but I'm a good multitasker. I'll be just fine. I'm gonna be tritasking with the game, fantasy football, and first and foremost, boxing analytics with you guys. But uh, wherever you want to start, man. Uh, with this Tyson Fury subject, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but his sparring partner came out and said that there was um, some fucking whack-ass gloves with uh, um, padding taken out and pushed towards the back end, like on the top of the wrist is where a lot of the padding seems to be, but where the knuckles is at, it's very light. And uh, the fighter that had posted this was very upset about it and uh, had came out with a, t- a tweet, but his name was uh, Nicholas Asbury. And uh, basically calling out, uh-oh, who, who's cooking? Hold that, hold that. But um, Nicholas Asbury had came out and, and, you know, pretty much claimed Tyson Fury of cheating during sparring. I'm calling buffoonery, and I don't think that it's legit at all until I see some evidence. Um, wh- what's going on with you, though, my man? Uh, what's going on? Um uh, yeah, I don't. I I kind of heard a little bit about it. I didn't really know the full details and like video or whatever like that. I don't know what's going. I don't know if there's some you know what's going on with that. But uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, you know, it's kind of hearsay to me. Like it's like last week when Tyrone Spong came out and said like, "Oh, Eddie Hearn didn't didn't want me to fight Usyk. He knew I was dangerous, so they acted like I failed a test that I really didn't." And he posted like his B sample or whatever. He, like he posted it on his uh, social media account and it was like, it showed that right. he was negative. So it's like, you know what I mean? At that point, it's like, what do you say? Do you, you know, Eddie Hearn and them said he failed the test and that he had to get a ne- another opponent. And then he's got a like legit VADA document saying he, his B sample was negative or so it's like, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know what to say. So uh, with that, um, I would have to, you know, more information would have to come out about that. I mean, cheating and sparring. I mean, we've seen we've seen sparring sessions get heated and all that uh, and stuff like that where it goes a little too far where guys start, you know, kind of really going at it, you know, uh, wrestling and all this stuff. But, um, you know, we've heard about, uh, you know, Tia Fimo's dad getting jumped by a bunch of amateur cats and stuff like that. And so – you know, I mean, things get heated. I mean, I never really heard about cheating, like you know, stuff like that. So I don't, I, I don't know. I really don't know what to say about it. But um, if that's the case, I mean, it's bizarre, you know. I mean, but he does have mental health issues, so he's also a weirdo. So I mean, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me one bit. Maybe he was getting his ass whipped and say, "Fuck this shit. Let me get, my, you know, let me give this guy something." You know what I mean? But, <laughs> so, I don't uh, see it, it man. Yeah, I, but but overall, I just don't. I don't really. I don't really. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, because he's. I've, I remember going into that Klitschko fight. He was clowning around a lot, getting hit, and his dad was getting mad at him for getting hit. You know what I mean? It seems like he he kind of doesn't really even take sparring seriously, in a lot of ways. So I don't. I mean, when you start cheating and sparring, that means like you're almost trying to trying to exact revenge or something. I don't even know. That's kind of weird, but um, 
yeah, I don't. That, that's really all I have to say about. It. I, I can't really, I can't really say too much until more information comes out. No, no, I see you on that, bro. I'm, I'm on the same route. But, but before we get to the uh, your thoughts on the fight, I'm gonna go to Janelle and then Willa about this one. Now we were gonna go on the rounds about it. I wanted to get you on since you came on, but um. Janelle, you're a fighter yourself. You've been in the uh, you've been in the ring. You've you've been in the octagon. How would you feel about some sort of similar accusations if a guy who took out some padding when you're working, or or or, or just what's your thoughts in general about it? Are you buying uh, Nicholas Asbury? You know, I mean, these are some uh, these are some really big uh, accusations he's throwing at Tyson Fury. What's your whole take on this, man? Well, one, we got to examine if the guy's telling the truth or not. I mean, if they had a fall now, I mean, to, I mean, cause that's a very serious claim for, of a just sparring. I, I mean, yeah, I had sparring sessions where things got heated before, and we threw some serious punches. But, I mean, I did spar with a – actually, I won't lie. I did spar with a guy before because normally we, we wear 16-ounce gloves. When we and you took the padding out? No, no. I had 14-ounce gloves on instead, intentionally. <laughs> I mean, oh, those sixteen. Where's that? Where's that? That blowhorn that JP no. put on the show. Well, those sixteen. Dirty ass Janelle, you a dirty fighter. I wasn't, huh? trying, to, I wasn't <laughs> trying to hurt somebody. You see, what it was is that oh, I didn't like how man. those sixteen felt. I didn't like how those sixteen felt. They felt like fucking. They just didn't feel right. You know what I mean, and those fourteen, they felt perfect. You know what I mean? Man, yeah, right. You were trying to hurt that dude. You were trying to hurt uh, that. Nah, I was, still, I was. You were still throwing some feather punches, <laughs> man. Stop it. I should have killed oh, my job. Janelle, I should have killed my job. Hey, he was whooping your ass before that, wasn't he? He was, was he whooping you. Tell the truth. No, 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 no. I mean, it was one day. Well, okay, I sparred uh, plenty of times before. Oh, he was whooping. Oh, with. Oh, no, nah, ain't nobody cheating. It's just like, you know what I'm saying? I feel more comfortable with the 14s. They just, nah, they man. Just Janelle told this trainer after the, the the session the night before, hey, man, make sure you bring those 14s tomorrow. You know? We're going to use those 14s. Because <laughs> old boy is punching, punching. He punching, punching. I need them 14s. Nah, but all jokes aside, though, it's like, it's like. Go ahead, Janelle. Tell your side. Well, like, one, we got to see if, if it's a serious claim, if it's a true claim or not. And, and, and then also. And like I said, of course, he had serious sparks before where guys got real intense and throwing serious punches. I, myself, not the guy with a head kick because like, he started throwing hard punches at me. And the guy was actually pretty small than me, too. I was surprised he did that shit. But then, I mean, I mean it happens, but you got to put guys in that place. I mean, if he, if Fury really did this, then that's, then that's some real foul shit. That's some Antonio Margarito shit. You know what I mean? Trying to intentionally hurt him. A sparring part of it doesn't really count. But um, guys have big uh, – uh, uh, Fury does have a big ego. And if he got beaten up before in sparring, of course, then um, he probably want to make a statement in sparring. You know what I mean? It's it's not right, but, you know what I mean, if if this is true, then that's probably what it, um, it boils down to. And shame on him. You know I mean, shame on him to really want to hurt a sparring partner. I mean, that's yeah. just sad. It just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know if, like, you know, if uh, – if, and that's uh, why I can't really buy this unless I get more confirmation from other of other guys who sparred with as well. You can't just I mean who knows what kind of phone that he could have had with this one guy. I mean that happens. Then guys are yeah, playing. Man, let me say this guys. You guys are given a lot of benefit of doubt here. I think the more thing if you're gonna take a stand and we don't have to, 
if you guys want to play the fence, that's fine. That's fine. And that's probably the more responsible thing to do here. But I don't know where you're going to think you're going to get some confirmation from. Because it's not like Fury's going to come out and say, yeah, that was me. No, that's not going to happen. So what's, what's more, I think, a stance to take is this man is risking his entire existence as uh, money revenue because he may never work in the business again. Also, in the video, it's like, man, look at it. You can tell it's real. I, I feel the video, it's, it's not a prank. Now, there is, I will also give this one caution. Maybe they had some falling out in, in the thing, and dude then went and said, fuck this motherfucker, I'm going to go do this. That's a possibility. But aside from that have happening, the, the, the true thing that happened is this dude was mad. This dude's an experienced sparring dude. They're not using him for no reason, and he knows when Tyson's punching him, it's feeling fucking different. That's what made him go check out the gloves. You know, it's like, man, no, something different about how, how these punches feel. A fighter knows these things, I assume. Now, we're all laymen. Now, Janelle would have that experience, you know, so I would like to hear what Janelle says, but I, I stand on this dude risking his entire money stream and probably his whole, you know, what keeps his lifestyle afloat. And he's sparring Tyson Fury, so this is high level, and he's probably used a lot somewhere. Yeah. So, Yo, JP, but yeah, you, know, you know what I'm you know what it reminds me of, though? It reminds me of the old Dave Chappelle segment when keeping it real goes wrong. When you think you're so right and you're wrong, you might just fuck up your pockets, man. And and that might be what it is. Now, we could be completely wrong. I could be completely wrong. But, I mean, I, I just think that maybe he got ahead of himself and, hey, maybe, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what the fuck this is all about. I hope it's not That's true. a lot of benefit but of the just, doubt. That's a lot of benefit of doubt right there. That's a lot. Because that's to say this man just made a mistake. He just uh, CRC saying this. Man, I'm not giving him no benefit of the doubt. I just said he got mental health issues, so I said it's possible. No, I'm not. RC saying, RC saying like the the gloves ain't fancy enough to be Tyson. Tyson will wear some flyer shit to those. Come on, no, that's a lot of benefit of doubt. And and I also say the dude didn't know if those were Tyson's or not. He knows. He knows. They're in the gym, man. Janelle, they know, y'all know whose, whose gloves are whose, don't you? I think so. I mean, everybody has their own bag, you know what I'm saying? Kind of keeps their no, equipment no, together. Well, no, I mean, everybody got their own bag. I wouldn't never tell whose gloves are whose. I wouldn't be able yeah, to tell exactly. whose gloves are They got to be in the bag. Janelle, have you ever seen somebody's gloves and, and, and equipment not in a bag, but in a fucking grocery basket, like like Asbury's showing on this Twitter this Twitter video. I'll send it to. No, Janelle I never have. I'll send I'll send it to Simon right now because it's in a fucking grocery basket. You would think it's in a in a gym bag, you know. Exactly, but hey, those European guys, who knows, man? <laughs> I don't know. Willow Willow been real quiet for a while. I don't know what he's doing over there. If he's watching some highlights of the Astros game or something. Because all of a sudden, you know, I don't know if he's got well, – I don't know if the Houston Texans are playing right now. But, you know, uh, uh, Willa, what's good with you, man? Are you are you blowing something up or something? What, what, what's going on with you? I need some feedback, man, with this whole Tyson Fury thing. Because I know uh, you strike me as a little bit of a Tyson Fury hater sometimes. Well, I'm with you, JP. I mean, uh, RC. The first thing I saw when I saw the things is 
Man, these ain't Tyson Fury uh, gloves, these old-ass yeah. gloves. That's the, first thing I <laughs> That's the first thing I thought. Like, what's going on here? These gloves look like, like uh, you know, they're from, uh, you know, what was that called? The Wire. When when the Wire, when the guy on the Wire started the boxing uh, the boxing club and they had them old-ass gloves, that's what they looked like. It was in the shopping cart. Yeah, I thought, I thought, I'm like, I thought man. they was Ricky Ward. Uh, I mean, but uh, yeah, uh, to uh, the Mike, Mickey guys Ward don't like gloves. sparring with new gloves, though. I mean, guys don't like sparring with new gloves. I played basketball. I played basketball. I didn't like playing basketball, but it bring me basketball. Then I prefer to use basketball. It was just, it yeah, was just like you. more. I computer. feel you, but that ain't. That's not an argument, JP. That's just what I felt when I first saw it. Like, and then, and then the okay. second thing is, why is a heavyweight having his knuckles exposed? You know, but you know that just doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. Now, with that said, a lot of stuff. Tyson Fury, you know. He might not be making sense, so I don't know. I don't know who to believe here. This guy, he seems like he's telling the truth, so I don't understand. I just don't understand it. So you know, like uh, Sam said, I can't really. I'm not really here to say who's right. Uh, I mean, if it's right, if the guy's telling the truth or not, it's hard to really tell. But the first thing, really, my first thing was I saw these old gloves. I'm like, what? You know, why is Tyson Fury fighting these old-ass gloves right here? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> but you might be right, but, but having your knuckles exposed, I'm thinking that's, you know, and you're a 260-, 70-pound man punching other guys. You don't really want that. You know, you're hurting. You can hurt your hand. So I don't know if they had a fallout. I don't know if it's true. I did read something that uh, about uh, Tyson Fury does knock a lot of his, uh, his sparring partners out, and we see – that he doesn't really <laughs> knock people out. He doesn't really knock people out in the uh, in, in the real that, fight. Stop that, JP. So it could be right. Oh, I mean, oh shit. I mean, hold on. This might be the reason why. Damn. So who knows, man? That's fucking hilarious. Man, I, I just I just sent Sam I just sent Sam the the uh, tweet that uh, JP had sent. Oh, Look, man. All I know <laughs> is that he's knockout. I'm not trying to play devil, devil's advocate or nothing like that. I'm just saying, if I'm having some gloves like that, I'm putting it in a duffel bag and then in the gym bag, and ain't nobody going to see this shit in the grocery basket. So I'm not saying that, that, that Mr. Asbury's lying, but heavy assumptions would lead me to believe so. So um, this might be another case of when keeping it, goes, keeping it real goes wrong. It might not be. Moving along. All right, fellas. You know, uh, Jamonta Davis is the next subject on here before we, you know, get ready to give it the go-home sign. Jamonta Davis has just made an announcement to fight your Yorkers Gamboa. Um, yeah. I don't know who's hyped for that one. Uh, you know, <laughs> I was a big That's fan of Yorkers fight. Gamboa. Gamboa is not – He's not a threat at at this point in his career. That's a very innocuous fight. I don't care. We could have said we we could we could have said that a couple. We could have said that three years ago. I remember uh, when I was in uh, Las Vegas. If you guys look up the box rec for Yorkers Gamboa, you might be able to find this one because it was a um, it was a fight that had happened at MGM, and as we all know, the fight was at uh, MSG, and. Uh, it was uh, about 4 o'clock. Or, no, it was about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It was like a 2 o'clock in the afternoon. They're like, hey, there's fights going on here. You guys want to, you know, it's like 10 bucks to get in or whatever, whatever. But yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. And Gamboa was 
uh, headlining this little small fight that was going on. Well, there was a bigger fight during the day. He was fighting absolute nobody. And Gamboa got his ass whipped. And I had, you know, front row seats. I was excited to see Gamboa. This was 2016, 2000, 2015, maybe. I mean, Gamboa getting his you ass whipped. You said it was after nobody. MGM? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh... 2017, uh, Robinson Castellanos. <laughs> yeah, it was a Mexican dude. It was a Mexican dude. I mean, bro, he got his ass whipped by this nobody when he was the headline of it. And, I mean, uh, I thought it was going to be something dope to see Gamboa whoop his ass. And I mean, it wasn't a knockout or nothing like that, but uh, Gamboa has been a wash fighter. I mean, I got my, my, my foot in the door on OT from uh, Gamboa Crawford. You all know how I feel about that. Time. And, uh, you know, this fight right here is just, I mean, I don't know. Ha! Miss Phil go off to a fucking seven-minute drive, Washington. But, uh, but man, bro, this is just trash, man. I mean, I, I, fuck, I like, I like Devonta Davis. And uh, I want to see him do some big things. I think if you put Javante Davis in the ring with Vasil Lomachenko, he'll knock that fucking European straight the fuck out. That's just me. But, come on, man. New York is Gamboa. I know what's going to happen. It's going to be the same yeah, thing just like Terrence Crawford. Yeah, just yeah. like Terrence Crawford. He's going to be who over there. Who's over there doing love daddy talk? <laughs> hey, but really, though. Somebody cannot cook. I don't know who that is, but check your mute sound. Uh, bro, this is trash, Willa. I'm going to start with you, Willa. I don't like this fight at all, man. Uh, I'm a, Probably because I'm a Yorkers Gamboa fan, you know, thick and thin. But, uh, man, this is this is garbage, bro. Gamboa, we all know Gamboa is a hell of a skilled fighter at his point in time. And if Gamboa ever had any kind of self-aware defense, I mean, he definitely, you know, he, his defense is flamboyant. If he had really good defense with his style, offensively, he was a great package. But when it came to defense, just didn't have it. Uh, I don't know. I don't like this fight. What, what's your thoughts on it, man? Man, it's, yeah, I don't really like this fight. I'm definitely not excited about it. But, you know, I, I believe that we saw after Javante Davis's last fight that Gamboa was, I think he was around there, and they said that they were going to fight. I think he's moving up to uh, to 135. So I think Javante Davis has dropped his belt, maybe, and he's moving up to 135 to get a taste of Lomachenko or to be in the same, same things. Lomachenko, he didn't take that Tevin Farmer fight which I think we all would have liked to see. But he's coming up there to 135 where the getting is good, where you got uh, Tiafimo, you got Lopez, you got Lomachenko, you got uh, Luke Campbell. Uh, so he's he's taking a step up. And I think, I guess, before before he gets in with the big dogs at 135 to see if he can handle it, he's going to take out a, 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 a named opponent, somebody that people do know. You know, Gamboa, he's lost twice. Like he said, uh, he lost to Crawford where he got knocked out. And then he lost to that Castellano guy, where it was a it was a knockout, uh, but it, it was a I guess he quit in the in the corner. So you know I'm not I'm not mad at it I'm not excited about it but you know when you go up a weight class 
and the big dogs don't want to fight you. You know, you want to get a name fighter in there. And Gamboa is probably the biggest name that uh, that uh, Tank Davis has fought, really. You know, it might not be the toughest fight, but, you know, that's it the biggest be. name. Gamboa's coming off, what, four, what, about five wins? One, two, three, four, four wins. He beat Roman Martinez last time, uh, Miguel Beltran, uh, Jason Sosa, some guys, you know, not the best of guys. But he's coming off some wins. So, you know, you get you a big name in there, or at least a known name guy. And then you make your you make your statement at 135, see if you can get some of these belts. Uh, so I'm not mad at it. I'm not, I don't really care about it, but I'm definitely not mad at it. Yeah, I don't know, man. This fight sucks, bro. JP, can you change my mind if if you try? <laughs> uh, no, I I think the outcome is inevitable. But there is some um some Mark Kriegel to this all. You know, at one time, Dervonta, you know, Yorioka's Gamboa was Dervonta Davis. He had that trajectory. He had that status in the sport. But it just somewhere, you know, he just that, – that fight between him and Wama never happened. And uh, if that fight had happened, I think that would have definitely um, put Gamboa on a star level. But he never had the – the discipline, dude. This is the dude who got the keys to the sports yeah. car before he learned to drive. You know, and I still argue. And, and, yeah. and I fucking still argue. Um, I've never seen nobody beat him. If, if championship boxing was four rounds, this guy would be undefeated. And I bet you still, through, after three rounds, Gamboa would be outclassing this dude. I don't think even Crawford did. I, you know, you could have argued Gamboa was up 2-1. You know, this dude is still sharp. You know, he's not the dude. He's not even a dude from three years ago. He's, you know, he's my fucking age. He's 37 yep. or some shit, 36. And at that at that age, you're you're trying to pot shot. You're throwing one punch at a time, and you're kind of flat-footed for the most part. And that's kind of, you know, we got a chubby Gamboa. But once upon a time, he was that guy. But I still I, I still bet you he'll take one, one to two of the first three rounds. But, of course, Gavante uh, will stop him. Now, Gamboa is too much of a classy man and too much of a, uh, I don't know it, but he ain't going to get knocked out. I'll tell you that. Yoriokas will take him and he and go in and take a 10 count before he ever gets to an unconscious point. He's like AD in that regard. Certain dudes just not going to let you see him get knocked out. So it will be no knockout here. AB has a guy yeah, knocked out. What do you say? I could I – could. I can see Gamboa arguing with the that AB for the uh, count, but go ahead, Will. Yeah, I would say AB doesn't have any KOs, so let's not. Uh, he hasn't been slept or you know or stopped at all. No, that's so what I'm saying. Make that comparison. That's what I'm saying. No, no Gamboa's got two KOs. But they they not sleepages. Not you know he, he, Yeah, but yeah, AB he, doesn't have gone. any KOs. AB doesn't have oh, any stoppages. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He hasn't been stopped. You know, he's okay, got his yeah, ass yeah. whooped, but he hasn't but been stopped. He is, yeah, he ain't finna go to no level where you can near sleep him. He ain't gonna take a risk and throw a right hand. Oh, yeah, he's not taking no risk, but he got more losses. I believe he got more losses than Gamboa, so what does that mean? I mean, that's like moral victory talk, man. It's about winning. Oh, man. that's that's, that's what it's that's about. The Seattle, that's the Seattle sign whisper right there talking about Adrian Broner. 
Hey, I'm just saying. I started hearing some moral victory talk. I had to step in. I was like, uh, 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 uh. we're not doing that. That's here. no moral victory. <laughs> nah, I'm just saying he had to be stopped. Yeah, he nah, had to stop. Nah, stepped in. What's nah, bro. That? You ask anybody right now, you're like, nah, don't compare the two. He didn't get stopped. And they're like, nah, bro. Broner got. But I'm pretty sure Broner got more losses. I'm pretty sure Broner got more losses than Gamboa. Yeah, I think so. Broner's got three, and Gamboa's nah, got that. two. That's but one of them just left. If you ain't ever got knocked out, bro. Yeah, I you mean, can, I mean, that Broner's no. taking more of a no, beating, dude, too. No, no, no. That's to me. You only bring that up when you know the guy that never been knocked out gave it his all every time, win or lose. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, absolutely. Hey, you, you on my well, side finally, JP. Hey, check yep. Yeah, we on the, the same two, side. Okay. The two, <laughs> hey, the two, the two fights, the two fights that he got knocked down. Uh, Porter fights. He knocked Porter down in the in the twelfth round. And the uh, oh, stop and it, the uh, Margarita fight. I'm just telling you the and, truth. And, Mark, and Madonna, he did just, and Madonna, he busted he did, his ass and, up and, later too. And yeah, and Madonna he didn't get dropped started, by he, Porter. He busted uh, his ass. Uh, Willa, he didn't get dropped by yeah, Porter. Yeah, he survival. Special. No, he did not. He survival. He didn't, oh, he didn't get dropped. Porter so, didn't dro- so the one time, yeah. so the one time he got dropped. My bad. The one time he got dropped, he put it on him at the end. So we I can't mean, compare I guess. him to a guy I mean, that gets dropped out. He, 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 he hit him with a shot at the end. He hit him with a shot. No, tell the whole round. story. No, tell the whole story, man. He hurt. The only reason why he hurt Maidana was because he hit Maidana with a left hook after the bell. Because I remember, hey, he hit him with a left hook. Oh, and then Ma- with the bell, man. It was and then Maidana, the Maidana went back to the corner, and he kind of was losing. And Robert Garcia said, Chino, Chino, are you okay, Chino? Yeah. Yeah, and, and pop, pop the, the pill. pill. Yeah. Don't leave that out. Yep. Don't leave it out. Oh, yeah, yeah that's oh, right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, you going to hit us after the bell? Hell, yeah, we popping pills. And it wasn't a pill. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was simultaneous hey, with the bell, that, man. bro. Hey, you know what? Yeah, yeah, actually, right. it was a pill. yeah, you're right. It was a pill. There was a pill. Yeah, hell, yeah. You're going to hit us after the bell? We're taking pills, brother. Simon, JP, I don't like you guys tearing down the brothers like that, man. I will not stand for it. This black-on-black crime scene. Stop. <laughs> Look, man, this Broner is a, is applies to the adage whether you die like a man or live like a coward. And in everyone's estimation, he lived like a coward. He has never gone out on his sword. He's gonna well, show no, no, up no, 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 no. and let fucking I, Mikey no, no. Garcia beat him oh, up correct, for twelve correct. rounds. That don't on even that try. fight, on that fight is what took away his heart because that fight with Madonna, he fought to the end on that fight. He actually won the championship round. Again, he was fighting for his O. And when you're fighting for that O, that's just how it is. That's how it always is in combat sports. But after that fight, he never showed a heart again. Uh, the Sean Porter loss, he knew he was going to lose early. So he thinking, okay, I'm going to hold on for the last bell. A uh, Garcia fight, he just covered up. Pacquiao fight the same way. But the Madonna fight, I mean, the guy was fighting for his O. He fought for that O. He fought to the end. Outside of faking that headbutt, he showed a, he showed a shitload of heart. He got his ass whipped in that fight. He took some bombs that that natural. I don't natural... care anymore. I cared for a no, long no. time. I'm just saying. But I I'm just saying that's why you can't deny. That. You can't deny that fight. He fought with heart. You but can't deny that. But I don't care no more. I cared for many years after. I cared a lot after. But I don't JP, care anymore. No you saying, saying Bronner's not invited to your cookout no more? Never, never. You know, <laughs> I mean that. He also like tried I to said, quit though damn. in that fight. Let's not forget, he did try to quit in that yeah, fight. Yeah, he did try to quit. So. Again, Not, the disqualification. Remember, he tried to do that, you know. I so. said outside the headbutt. It was fight. I said outside the headbutt. That's what I said. I did call outside the headbutt. 
outside taking that headbutt because it was a little tap. Hey, but Bernard Hopkins did the same shit with Joe Kalzaki. Yeah, but why do you do worse. that? No, see, don't no. We're talking about Broner now, right now. Why do you gotta? Oh, now it's like you guys try to justify that. No, we're talking about Broner here. If you want to talk about Hopkins? We'll I go to Hopkins. Even, even even before you said it, I said outside of taking the headbutt, he he fall out of heart. He did outside it, of taking the headbutt, he fought. With you want to bring heart. up fighters that that never been stopped before? You bring up guys like Mike McCallum. Mike McCallum was a guy that always brought it, win or lose, and never been stopped. Even when he was older. And he was fighting young guys like James Tony. He didn't get stopped, and he was he was in there. Don't bring up he a guy beat like Broner twice and got robbed. And but you get what I'm saying. But but you get what I'm saying, Janelle, right? He was a dude that fought a lot of guys, always brought it, and he never been stopped. But don't bring up a guy like Broner. You know what I'm saying? Because he didn't always get it. Did mention Broner's name? Y'all bring him up. Broner was brought up. Broner was brought up, and I just said he hadn't been stopped. That's all I'm saying. But even old Floyd, yeah. now we know Floyd was never a warrior. But even every time Floyd, somebody would kind of push Floyd, like I think the uh, exemplary here is the Cotto fight. Man, Floyd would fight. Floyd don't start doing no whole shit. You know, yeah, Floyd, Floyd a fighter now. You know, so it, he ain't never been, even Maidana, he took that tough motherfucker twice. He didn't have to do that again. You know what I mean? So Floyd will fight you. Yeah, he'll stand so, his ground. He'll Broner. stand his ground if he has to. He'll get a. There's certain yeah. guys have that I will put that have pushed him to a point where he couldn't, you know, pot shot. He couldn't move enough. There was a moments where he had to stand there and fight, and he fought. So, you know what I mean? So yeah, you got to give him that. You know what I mean? Even though I don't like giving him credit for that, you know, but at all, but hey, you got to give him that. With Broner, Broner like against Porter, yeah, he did drop him in the last round. But the first eleven rounds, the only thing he did try to do. Was time a little short hook, short hook, or grab uh, Porter? That's all he did. Hey, Madonna he beat the heart out of him, dog. I'm sorry, Madonna beat it all out of him. <laughs> he took away his old, he beat it out of him. Because after that, he never fought yeah, hard yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks hey, to whatever so, he had hey, in his hey, corner. If that's the case, Janelle. How long did it take you to realize that? Because you kept picking him in fights I've been, over and over and over I've again. I've been said that, dog. I've been said that after that fight. <laughs> hey, look, when you're fighting hey, for that you, old, it's a different ball game. You, it's a different hey, ball game. So when you're fighting I'm talking about picks. Huh? Didn't he pick uh, Volsic? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, man. Hey. oh, well, oh. I, oh man, I got no problem admitting it. I was wrong. It's that easy, homeboy. I was wrong. I was wrong, <laughs> brother. I was wrong, brother. Yeah. See, I, I was wrong. Boy, and guess what? Let me tell you another thing. Let me, let me go even further on that. Let's talk about that. Ain't nobody beating him at 175. Nobody. Canelo, if you win the fight, or Kovalev, if you keep your belt, just give it up, cause you know you ain't winning. B-ball, same same thing with you. He gonna run you out the ring. Too small, too little. Can't keep him off you. You know what I mean? You could do that little moving in and out stuff for for five six rounds maybe. But at a certain point, you gonna have to fight, bro. And your defense ain't good enough. You, not enough head movement. Not enough power to get his respect. Ain't nobody beating Better Beef at 175. Full credit to Better Beef because you know why? Better Beef does. What Better Beef did was what people act like certain other fighters have done but never did. He actually stopped a guy that's elite in his division, and I got to give him full credit for that. He did it. Much respect. No excuses. Full credit from me. Well... That's that's that, fellas. You know what? We're going to keep going back and forth. 
like a motherfucker on this. We, as soon as Adrian Broner's name came up in the topic, Simon was, was, was chomping at the bit. We all chomping at the bit. We already know. But like Broner said to Radio Raheem, fuck you, brother. I'm retired. Or fuck you and fuck boxing, I'm retired. So if he's retired, we ain't got to talk about him, you know? But, uh, you know, man, I <laughs> You know, fellas, I think uh, I wanted to do the show until fucking 10 o'clock until it turned into a goddamn Royal Rumble. So, um, no, but does anybody do... disagree? Everybody got quiet. It sounds like everybody agrees with me. Ain't nobody beating better be that 75. That's how I feel. Yeah, I'll say, we all said I that think the only person that can beat him is Andre Ward. Bouvard has a chance. Of, hey, yeah, let's not yeah, forget I'm with, one I'm, time. I'm, I'm with that. Hey, let's Bouvard not forget. Got a chance, man. Hey, let's not forget, at one time, we all thought Kovalev wouldn't be beat at 175, that he had to go to cruiserweight. So, uh, I, I, I mean, who I'm, knows I'm, the future? Putting, no, putting, that's not my, true, because I picked Andre Ward right to beat him. him. I picked Andre Ward to beat Kovalev in both fights. The first fight, I thought he lost the fight, but I picked no, him no, to no, lose the first fight. I'm saying, how are you going to tell me, no, how you gonna tell me who about? I picked, dude? How are you going to tell me who I picked? I'm saying before the world was even thought about. I said before that fight was even thought about, when Kovalev was on his... A reign of terror. At at one point, nobody thought that Kovalev okay, would be Okay, if somebody drops from the heaven and earth that can actually keep him off him, or is it just a defensive wizard, or whatever, yeah, I'm saying right now, ain't nobody be. I'm saying, I'm talking about the current 175 climate. I agree with Ward. Ward has some of the things that you need to uh, beat a guy like him, but I don't know if Ward would come back for him, because, I mean, kind of what's the point? I mean, he's not. I mean, they fought at a freaking university. You know what I'm saying? In a small crowd. Like, why would why would Ward want to? I mean, I mean, that's gonna be a hard fight on him. It's like he's gotta he's gotta get a certain enough amount of money. Only fight Ward coming back for. That's true. That's is it, true. Is it is if Canelo beats Kovalev? I think Ward would come back for Canelo. That's it. Oh yeah. Hey, with we'll take with because that. that fight's worth it. You know what I mean? And it's a much easier fight. You know what I mean? But but uh. I mean, yeah, better be. I'm saying right now, if we're talking about, if we go down the line out of all the guys at the division and you just say Kovalev, no. Canelo, no. Uh, we know about Kovosdik. Um, uh, Marcus Brown, hell no. He's chinny. Think about once he gets hit. You know, Pascal, shot worn, you know, older fighter. Um, Bivol, too small. I mean, you just, you just keep going down the line, man. Be I, think Bo- beat all them. I think Bouvard has a chance. I think Bouvard's a chance. <laughs> on points, on points. I think he hey, does. Can I get that? Hey, can I get that right there? He's going to muddle that? him down. Yeah, especially with that back acne. He's unstoppable. And the world is a dermatologist. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, he looked like a whole new beast in there. Yeah, that dude, man, I didn't, his physical strength, like the way he was manhandling Gavosdick, I didn't know that he had that in him, man. Like, it makes sense now because he did fight at the end of his uh, amateur career. He did fight at heavyweight, and he lost to Usyk at heavyweight in a close uh, a close fight or whatever. But and he's kind of short, you know, short compared to Usyk. But now you know why he just got that. He got that. Some guys are physically strong but not powerful, and some guys are powerful but not uh, physically strong. He's both. You know what I mean? So now you know. Now I know why he can compete with those big guys, even though he's he's short. But yeah, man, that dude ain't losing, man. That dude, lose, dude ain't losing at 175, bro. It ain't happening. I mean, if B, if you if you believe B-Ball can beat him, uh, we we can do that, you know. Just name the amount, name whatever. I we'll said he it. has a chance, no. man. I said he has a chance. 
has a chance. I mean, everybody guess I guess has a chance if you want to say that. What's your percentage chance you give him? I could give him. A, I don't know. Give him a good chance, man. Yeah, I give him a chance too, fam. And if that fight, if that damn fight Giants getting their ass whipped, we're gonna be talking. Yeah, man. He, oh, you taking D ball too? Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, hey, P, bro. <laughs> These dudes have no clue, bro. He about to get ran out the ring, dog. Oh my god. Depending on what kind of testing is going on. Oh, Ryu is oh, not going to make it. Hey, through, hypocrisy at his finest. The same guy that used to accuse me of saying stuff like that, he's throwing out allegations now. Okay, I like it. I love it. I love when people throw right, you know. Brother. We'll uh, engineer what I'm understanding. Now you're dermatologist all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm just saying that's what happened like, back to me. I don't like the, I don't like this see I don't like this Simon JP's teaming up thing today. I don't, I ain't fucking with it. But Will, I got you. Bro. Will, I, I seen the back there too, brother. Hey, mute they asses. Yeah, we might have to bring out that mute button. Real talk. <laughs> but anyways, guys. But anyways, guys. Anyways, guys. Anyways, guys. Guys, guys, guys. Like like Triple G say, guys, guys. You're you're my friends. Guys, guys. We need to stop arguing. Triple G. All you Triple G fans, that's all we ever wanted to see from your boy. They say he's a killer. <laughs> they say all this, you know, everybody's oh, ducking his boogie, man. But you can't stop nobody. This dude only had 14 fights and stopped a dude. Stop. He about, to stop, he about to stop his next opponent. So what you talking about? Oh, yeah, but I'm talking about elite guys. I'm talking about the elite guys, man. You know what I'm saying? Better be did it like true, it was nothing. True. Better be after the fight was like, I wasn't even that good. I'll be better next time. I wasn't even in the best shape. Like oh damn! Hey, that fucking you know? that fucking hey that fucking mountain man, I ain't I ain't playing, bro. I'm 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 calling him like on some uh new mig uh 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 what's his name uh Khabib Nurmagomedov shit. He's on that he's on that mountain lion caveman shit. Real talk, I, I got I got some newfound respect for him. I wish Nino could have called in and talked about it today, but we all know that we all know that Nino's and, caked up with some brown sugar washing dishes and doing all the laundry and all that shit right now, so. You know, shout out to Nino Chug. That's my guy. Hey, one thing that's super dope about him is that a guy with that much brute strength, you rarely see have any, like, technical ability. And he, his, like I said, his shit has a calculation to it, and it's technical, and it's measured. You know, it's not just reckless brute strength with no rhyme or reason. And, and he can jab, and he can, he can move a big slips, punches well. His defense is good. You know, very sound defensively. I mean, he was getting hit, but I think he, for the amount of punches Gavostik was throwing and the the level of co- competition Gavostik is, I think he did very well defensively for a fighter who's not a guy who's going to be elusive. So, real good, man. And Gavostik kind of borderline quit, you know. He did at the end, like the way ain't he no went down. Ain't no, border, ain't no borderline. He did quit, bro. He quit before that 10th round even started. He, 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 like, he wanted out of there, man. You know what I'm saying? And the problem with what Gavozik was doing was he wasn't sitting down on his punches enough. You know what I mean? Like, he needed to sit down at times and just fight him. Really, really try to get his respect. He was trying to do too much, you know, pity-pat, pity-pat. He needed to really sit down and just, like, really put it together. And, you know, he still a few times, you know, got his attention, but it, was, it wasn't it was enough to slow Better Beef down. And with Better Beef is, like, 
when you get, when he gets close to you, he's going to work. He's not stopping. He's not waiting on the rest to break it up. He's going to keep fighting. You know what I mean? And he'll break through the clinch and all that. And even at the end, like JP was saying, like if you watch at the end, he actually put his hands down and slipped a few shots and then came up with an uppercut and a right hand. And that's what finished bro, him at the end. Bro, Simon, I was telling these guys, man, I've seen a better – I've seen a better three-punch combination with the slide to the left and a follow with the right. With the three-punch combo up top and the slide to the left with a right combo by Michaela Mayer. Way smoother. Way smoother. And I've seen the exact same combination with a follow-up from Voschek that I've seen because, you know, some people do it smooth and some people do it out of fear. And i just seen that Voschek was fighting like a scared man that night. Uh, <laughs> he just, I just seen it in him, bro. I don't know. I always, body language, facial expressions, look, any look, kind of after physical the first movement. eight rounds, man, I had it even. I thought it was even, but then nine and ten, it was just over, man. Over. He was, like, he was winning rounds, but it was, it's just yeah, like they were was. saying. He was, it he was, was just that, like. down slowly. He was yeah, getting like, broken it down was, from the pressure. Better yeah, Beef's punches, better Beef's punches point. had yeah, more yeah. of a debilitating effect on, Gavozic. And then some guys, you know, yep. some guys are more used to a dog fight than another. And it better be, it seems like it was just another day at the office. You know? While exactly. Gavozic. That was like Major Taylor Chavez. It was like Major Taylor uh, uh, Chavez first fight. You know what I mean? that's, a good way to, that's a good way to break it. That's a good way to say it, Simon. Because, yeah, like I, uh, when I was talking about it before, you were, I don't know if you went on early, but like before I was saying, it was just like, you know, um, there was very little facial expression or any kind of. Uh, it was a reactionary defect to Vacek with the shots he was landing because he did land some good shots. And when when opposition just continues to press forward and there's no uh, there's just no fault in the game where it's like what you did has no effect on me, it definitely takes an effect on the psyche. And for Vacek, he's already dealing with a, 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 a problem, you know, psychiatrically when it comes to this guy's knocked me out before. So you want to get that get back, and I alluded to the fact that if you ever seen Uncle Drew, son, we both we both basketball fans. Uncle Drew, remember Dax was afraid of that white boy forever because he had blocked his shot, <laughs> and he couldn't get no get back until the very end. But you know, in the real life sport, there's no happy ending. But he was shooting. The thing was, is like what I mean by like his punches had more of an effect. Like they both were throwing right hands to the body. Gavozdik did a lot of it earlier. But Gavozik was shooting that straight right hand to the body. Boom, boom. But when he would do it, better be would just he would just he would just stay there, you know? When he would hit when better yeah, yeah, would no, hit Gavozik, yeah. Gavozik no, would back up. He, he would take a big, you know, deep breath and then back up, you know? It just had more of an effect, man. That that's really what it was. And it just it yeah. just broke him down, broke him down, man. Just chopped him down and then like at the end, man, I, I gotta say, man, it did look like he kinda quit, man. You know what I mean? I know people are gonna I say, "Oh, he, he did, just went yeah. down and they stopped it." But if you really watch his body language and even at the no, end, he took three some knees. of those punches didn't even seem like they landed, and he just fell down. You know? Yeah, I don't care, man. Yeah. I'm calling him quit, bro. Yeah, we all think he quit. He just took three knees. He didn't get dropped. I don't think he even quit. He quit. I felt bad for he, him. I don't think nah, he quit. He quit. I think it's the pressure Come and on, the cumulative damage is what broke him down. I mean, you can't say a guy just quit like that, man. I, I mean, gave it. Well, I mean, no, we can say whatever we want. What do you mean, dude? Calm down. Like, no, yeah, well, well, he didn't. Well, he didn't, he didn't that. Well, it was the cumulative damage and the no. pressure. Well, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't go like. What was that? Uh, well, uh, you guys, you guys can help me right now. What's the African heavyweight? The guy who was, 
who made that one dude walk out the ring before the fight even started. Now it's that's not. That's not even quitting. That's just like. Yeah, Janelle was quitting. That was just like. You can't just say he quit. He actually had to go pay his phone bill. <laughs> I'm saying, but yo, yeah, nah. I'm saying, but this fight is not. It's the accumulative damage and the pressure. But he didn't get he knocked down from the punch. Right, but yeah. he didn't get yeah, knocked down from the punch. Those punches were getting blocked, bro, and he just went down. He had his hands up and everything. It wasn't like a free but, shot where he's hurt and he's trying to and fight back he and he's tired. throwing wild punches and, and then, like, boom, getting... a guy hits him. He was blocking a lot of those punches and just going down. I'm saying, but when you uh, tally up the fatigue-wise, the accumulative damage, as well as the pressure, fatigue makes you quit. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily I mean, quit, I like as far as he was getting beat out. up. He couldn't take anymore. So he quit. Unless you got a lighter glove advantage. But hey, you hey know, what's that saying? Man. Fatigue will make the toughest man, something like that. What's that saying? Come on, man. It's like he, he was done, bro. He was done. Yeah, yeah. So once the gas tanks out, man, there ain't nothing you can do, bro. There's nothing you can do. But hey man, you know what? That's that's all we got for today, fellas. Until Wednesday when Willa brings it on us with that. Speaking of what we got coming up for the week, man, I want to thank you guys. For yeah, we got the unification. We got, I, we got the unification ahead, with well, uh, with Progress and Taylor uh, next weekend. Hey, or this, all the hey, yeah. all the smoke and hey, the Shakur fight. fighting his uh, brother-in-law. Yeah, and Shakur is fighting his brother-in-law. Yeah, he's gonna fight his brother-in-law hey. for the love of his sister. Hey, that's dope. I would love to beat the shit out of my brother-in-law, but. Hey. <laughs> Hey, that's what's up. So Wednesday, we got to get back on here, fellas. It'll be 7 o'clock from my side, JP's side, Seattle Simon's side. Janelle will be a little bit later. Um, but Wednesday, we got to get it on. We got to get it popping because, yeah, we got a lot going on coming up. But that will be the end of this one for today, fellas. I mean, we got. Uh, I wanted to have a short show end up turning up to be a, a, an hour and 40 plus, but we got time restrictions over here before Blog Talk cut us off and we end up talking for no goddamn reason. So, um I want to just uh, thank you guys for joining us, man. And um, I wanted to end the show without me saying something, but um, I'm going to give a shout-out to, you know, Patrick Day for uh, uh, the recent happenings in boxing. We've had a few of them. Uh, so I sent Willa a clip that we're going to play the soundbite that had happened uh, this Friday on ESPN because it was a great piece put out. And um, I want to end it with that. But – Thinking for myself in the same Joaquin Valley of Central California, Seattle, Washington, Houston, Texas, the Southern California area where God seems to lay his lawn chair out, and all the way to upstate New York. I thank you guys for all joining us, everybody who's rocking with us. Please share, like, subscribe, comment, give any kind of feedback. Boxing fans, boxing fans, boxing fans worldwide, local and global, we're rocking with you. So appreciate you all. And uh, I want to just say that we'll be back sooner rather than later. Have a better Monday tomorrow than that you had last week. Thank you, everybody. And I want to give our well wishes and a great tribute to the one Patrick Day. Willa, CJ, my guy, let's drop that track to show some respect. Oh. Who knows what's happening now?
Let's try it again. I'm about to fuck with Blog Talk and Fame doing this one. We got to get this one right. Yeah. Let me, uh, one second here. Let's see what happened here. Make sure Blog Talk ain't tripping. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Let's get it in. All right, this is a shout-out from the Outsiders Boxing Podcast to Patrick Day. One love to everybody in OIP. Appreciate you. Patrick Day wasn't your typical boxing story. His father was a physician, his mother a translator at the U.N. But he had more than a college education, more than amateur titles, or professional victories. He had a sparkle. He had insight. Pat Day knew he had options. Boxing wasn't what he needed. It's what he loved. Since he was 14, when he walked across the street, started hitting the heavy bag in the neighbor's garage. Every day in this life that God blesses me with, I'm just getting stronger and getting wiser. In boxing and in life, people tell me I have the soul of somebody who's 80 years old, and I'm not 26 years old, really, so by the time I'm 31, I'll be going on 90 years old. <laughs> on Monday, his neighbor and trainer, a retired firefighter named Joe Higgins, shuttered their home base, the Freeport PAL, this is the cycle in boxing. We mourn, we question, and then we return. Most of us. Some of us just can't do it anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please for a solemn moment as we pause to recognize the recent and tragic loss of much-loved boxer Patrick Day. A super welterweight contender, he captured the WBC Continental America's title, but moreover, he captured the hearts of so many with his unparalleled, generous, and endearing spirit. We truly lost a wonderful man. At this time, ladies and gentlemen, please rise and remain silent as our timekeeper tolls 10 in honor of the fallen Patrick Day. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the day.